Welcome to 80s Pop Tops. My name is Shelby and welcome to another episode of 80s Pop Tops. In this one, we will be covering the songs that did not make the top 25 from the year and in most cases did not even reach the top five at all during 1981. This is a collection of songs I like to do each year of songs that a lot of you probably will remember but didn't have as much chart performance as the other ones we did cover. So this is more fun. This is definitely more ones that I like and more interested in, but I'm sure you know them and you may like them and any stories or any things, tidbits that I have for them. Well, we'll discuss as well once we get into the songs. So we're going to do five songs of this and we're going to start with the first one here. This song, of course, was released in 1981 and this song has been playing in my head ever since it's not a novelty song, but it's just a song that is just, I can't even explain it. It's just one that I love. Of course, it's on this list. And we're going to sit around and we're going to listen to it right now. Give me a hole if you got your funky bus fare. Yeah. 
Double Dutch Bus by Frankie Smith. This was released in 1981. I would not consider this a rap song. There is no real rap about it. Um, however, this was a number one hit on the Hot Soul singles. Um, it's, it was number 51 on the disco charts, which were still around in 81. Um, but on the Billboard charts that we we use as a reference, it only got to number 30. Um, when I was looking up songs for this year, I was kind of surprised the song was as old as it for some reason i had pegged it a couple years later i think 83 um but i definitely remember this song when it came out i had listened to it repeatedly it's still one that i have on my list that i love listening to it's just quirky and fun and it just has a lot of memories of elementary school um yes it's based on the old um double dutch uh thing girls do with the big long jump ropes which i remember watching which i tried twice and Failed miserably and ended up falling on my face a couple times. So, yes, um, this came out in 1981. Uh, Frankie Smith, this was his only hit. Um, this was done on WMOT Records, a very independent label out of Philadelphia. It was so funny when I was researching this one for any kind of bits and titles. Um, unfortunately, the singer didn't get many of, still had a, couldn't pay his taxes because the company that financed the song and gave him the money to make it was a front for a cocaine dealer in Philadelphia called Dr. Snow. So none of the money that he, this song made for Mr. Smith, he ever got, you know, unfortunately, as I don't know if you've all known record companies and producers can be a little bit jerks when they come to the artists. And it's, it's a common thing and it's unfortunately happens way too often. All right, so that was our first one. Now we're going to go on to our second song from, again, from this year, 1981. This song was more of a, came out in more of the summertime. But let's take a quick listen now and we can get on to talking. <laughs> 
That was The Boy from New York City by the Manhattan Transfer. This song came out in the summer of 1981. Um, this was a cover. This was originally done by the Darts. Um, when this song came out, um, Manhattan Transfer had been around for a while. It wasn't their, It's their one hit, but they weren't a new band by per se. They were more of a jazz, you know, acapella thing. The pop charts were really not where they did a lot of their work. <clears throat> Um, they, the original quote for the song from them is they thought it had had a great chance to success again because it did pretty well in 1964 when it was originally released. Um, not too bad. Um, so they wanted to give it another chance because they really liked the way it sounded and they thought it really swinged. This song, like I said, was the summer. And I can say that because during that summer where I spent many weekends going back and forth to the Keys, which is an island group near where I used to live. This song and another song we had covered earlier, Betty Davis' Eyes, were on repeatedly. So I can tell you exactly when. So these, those two songs remind me of mangroves and the smell of rotten eggs. If you live in Florida, you know what I'm talking about. So this is definitely one I wanted to cover because I, I listen to this every once in a while because it's just it's a very nostalgic song. It bring, brings back a lot of memories. Um, this was also used um, in the early 80s for... Um, for any of you wrestling fans out there, for Jimmy Valiant, uh, he was using it as his entrance song. <laughs> so, like we said, sometimes these things just get caught in your head and you just cannot believe where they come from. So, it's just amazing. All right, everybody. So, now we are going to go on to our next song. Another one that did not get into the top five. This one, next one, came pretty close. Um. Manhattan Transfer was a number seven. This one's going to be in the top 10, but I don't think it did not break the top five and definitely was not on our top 25 of the year. So, all right, everybody, let's take another trip down the 1991 memory lane. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been messing around They say you got a boy Don't believe 
Take It on the Run by REO Speedwagon. That was a number five song for 1981. However, like I said, it did not crack the top 25 for the year, so it barely made qualifications for my little list I'm doing today. Um, but the reason I'm picking it is I love this song, and um, there's a video game out there called Rock Band, and this is the song that I can almost do expertly, perfectly, which is, I'm not going to do it now because I'm sure you're not here to hear me sing. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody would be listening. But... Um, so this song is off of High Infidelity. We did um, cover this album a little bit during our Top 25 Countdown because there's another song off of it um, that definitely did by REO Speedwagon, um, Keep On Loving You. That was their bigger hit, even though this one was pretty big as well. Um, Kevin Cronin was the writer and the lead singer for REO Speedwagon as well. This song, he, um, he had originally titled it Don't Let Me Down, but he had made some last-minute changes to make it rhyme better, to make it sound better. Um, which I agree with because it obviously is a little easy to sing and it's memorable. Um, even though I screwed up one line for years, I kept saying, even if it is keep kissing mine, when it's keep this in mind, it's just he was running his words together. So, uh, like I said, that's as much singing as you're going to get from me today. Um, this song video, remember this is the year that MTV started. We did cover that as well. Um, this was the ninth video that they had slated to play. Um However, due to technical difficulties, the video only played for 12 seconds and the screen went black. So it's got one of the dubious honors of being the first, one of the first of many technical difficulties that MTV had. And it was probably one of the bigger songs they were playing and it couldn't even finish. Kind of odd. Um, like I said, this was a number five Billboard's hot Billboard track. Um... Highest it did, um, this is really the highest it did. Um, it did everywhere else, it did pretty well, but this was definitely an American band. Uh, but I love this song and I just had to include it. I was singing along with, with it, but I, like I said, you don't want to hear me sing, so maybe some other time. Anyways, let's move on to our next song. Um, this song, um, is from a uh, older group i guess you can call it a group uh you'll hear once we uh talk about it afterwards but this song definitely reminds me of those times this is a very hidden gem from that time it doesn't get much airplay at all but i really enjoy it so i'm including it all right everybody let's take a listen <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Winning by Santana, again, from 1981. This was a number 17 at its peak. Like I said, this is not as well known, It's, but it's an amazing song. However, like everybody else, I learned something new every day. This is a cover. This was originally done by Russ Ballard in 1976. Um, this was covered, I get, like I said, by Santana. Um, again, this is one of those songs that was really came out in the middle of the year. So again, all those trips and during the summer that I remember real well, this is another one of those that my parents, which I do have to add, were young at the time. So in 1981, I was nine. It would have put my mother at 28. So yeah, they were both pretty young. So because it's kind of why all this lines up like this. While all these songs are being played constantly on the little trips we would take down with our boat to go out in the water. Um, Santana, as you may know, is the guitarist. And he always named the groups after himself. But um, I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of his songs, they're all different singers. That's why um, I'm sure most of you know Smooth. That was Rob Thomas. He was the lead singer for that. Um, the lead singer for this song is Alex Ligertwood. Doesn't sound familiar. Doesn't sound familiar to me, but he does a real good real good ver voice on this song but santana's guitar work is very evident in any song you can tell it's theirs by the way he plays which to me is an odd thing because most songs are to me always by the voice of the singer who can sing it and here's an opinion this is an opinion like i said music's opinion and everybody's valid opinion is valid this is all subjective we're all just here to listen to things when i hear bands go out on tour or do stuff like that as long as the lead singer is there i will go and see them because to me that's what makes the song um if a song is really popular and it's been out for a very long time most people who are learning can figure out how to play it that's not the hard thing but the voices i don't care how good of a mimic you are you can tell shoot even when artists do re-records years later they don't even sound the same um, if you go digging into Spotify and you just put an old song in and you have to be real careful that you don't get a re-record that some artist did 20 years later because it's going to may sound different, even if they're trying to do it the exact same way. I do understand the reason for doing re-records. I do understand because of the way, as I've said before, producers and record companies and the royalties all work. They do these re-records so they can make the money off their own song. So I do understand the reasoning for it, but my connection with music is memory-based and things I remember. If it doesn't sound the same, it's not going to evoke the same memory. So, unfortunately, I try to avoid re-records, which is difficult, especially when you're looking up disco or old one-hit wonders. You're going to run into that a lot because those people are trying to make any kind of money they have and they're re-recording their own work to try to make up for lost money that they feel they've lost, which I do agree with, but doesn't sound the same. Anyway... Let's move on to our last song for our Bubbling Under for 1981. Now, this song, I'd be shocked if nobody knows. This song is eponymous everywhere now. However, during that year, I don't ever remember hearing it. To the point, I was shocked it was this old. I thought, again, it was maybe a few years old, younger, maybe 83, 84. Maybe not 84, but definitely not 81. So this kind of shocked me. Um, so let's take a listen now, and I'm sure within the first few seconds, you're going to know what it is. Sometimes I feel I've got to run. 
Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Now, I picked the version that does not include the cover that they added on to the end, um, Where Did Our Love Go? Um, the reason that was added on, as you may have seen, just realized, is Tainted Love is a very short song. It's actually less than three minutes. And a lot of the record executives back in 81 for Soft Cell told them the song was too short for radio play and they wanted it longer or they wanted a different song. So what the group did is they kind of combined um, this song and Where Did Our Love Go? And that's usually the version you're going to hear um, is the, both of them together because of the, just the length of play that that takes. Um, the highest it got in the United States was number eight, but this was a big hit in um, England, actually where it started in the UK. It was number one, actually. So yeah. And this is considered, I mean, for chart-wise, for like a heart where things started to go, because you do have Cars by Gary Newman that actually came out before this as well. But this is the beginning of your new wave, new romantic, all that music that I love, which I covered bits and pieces here and there. But as we get now, we're going to start running into it more. This is the music that MTV picked up because it was much easier for them to go out and get all these videos from England. Um, it was a performance on top of the pops by this group that kicked off this song for them. And yes, they are a one hit wonder in the US for sure. But it was because of all that together, it ticked it off. This was your heavy synthesized music. And you know, when you think of the 80s music, you think of the synthesizer. I would argue right behind that, you also have the, the saxophone, but that's for a story for a different day. But yes, so this is definitely one you need to include because this, even though it never hit the top of U.S. charts or even broke the top five or was in the top 25, this is a very important song. And it, like I said, it 
didn't music was beginning to change however like i said i thought this was 83 but i guess the 1980 to 83 kind of all blends together because it's all very similar music until 84 when it started to go in very different directions when the triumvirate took over and we'll get into that when we get to 83 and 84 but it's <laughs> that's what i'm going to call it and it's making my um, icons for the next few years really difficult how I'm going to do these. I think I have pretty much one picked out for next year, which I want to do. But after that, it's going to be ridiculously difficult because we have the triumvirate, which, okay, I'll tell you now, is Prince, Madonna, and Michael Jackson. Um, those all came out in the same few years, and I usually just pick one for a year, and that's going to be extremely difficult, but... I do have a favorite of the three, so he, he might win out. And it's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, everybody, I am so glad you could come back with me and listen to the uh, at least these five songs that did not do top of the charts very well, um, but did come out in 1981. There are others that definitely produced the year 1981 that we could all, I could have thrown in here, but then we'd be here forever. Um some of the other ones that didn't get on this list that I definitely think were just as good as them. Um, theme from the Greatest American Hero, you know, believe it or not. Um, there's Urgent by Foreigner, believe it or not, was also this year. Um, Angel of the Morning. Yeah. Who's Crying Now by Journey. I mean, we haven't even done any Journey songs yet. Uh, I think we will. Yeah. Next year we'll get a one or two. Um the theme for James Bond, For Your Eyes Only, by Sheena Easton, which I love that song. And most of the themes from the that movie series I enjoy, and I enjoy the movie series. But that's for a different show. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for spending your uh, mornings, afternoons, evenings, whenever, listening to me talk about music. I have enjoyed doing this so much, and I am enjoying getting a lot more listeners, I've noticed. Um done especially in seems to be brazil somehow it all popped up but thank you all for listening i enjoy it i hope you enjoy my rambling as much as you like listening to the songs that i do play uh, everybody i hope we can do this again in a couple weeks or maybe sooner and that's when we'll be con taking a crack at the top we'll be getting our first look at the top 25 of 1982 all right everybody love you and i hope to hear from you soon and if you need to subscribe and if you want to drop me a note just drop me a note to the old email and the notes for this show thanks everybody have a great time <laughs>